0: Welcome to the Riley June Show. I am your host, Riley June, Intuition Master Coach and Spiritual Activator. This podcast is here to support you on your growth and ascension journey. For those new to learning about their energy and for light leaders to set a standard in their work and practices within the industry. Running a multi-six-figure business as a light leader comes with great responsibility. And as I expand my work into the corners of the globe to help others reconnect with who they truly are, Just know your time spent here with me is held sacredly. And for light leaders, it's time to show up. We have a massive mission to raise the awareness of human consciousness in our globe. So let's get to work. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to the 100th episode of this podcast. Now, you might see a different number on, depending on whether you're watching this from iTunes or Spotify, because there was a glitch um, through a couple episodes. There's a couple episodes on the, uh, one of those platforms where it was like 55 and there's two of them or something like that. But either way, this is the 100th episode of the Now Riley June show. And when we dive into this episode today, it is going to be surrounding the topic of people pleasing and being genuinely you. But I want to share with you what has transpired over these last 100 episodes with this podcast. And before we get into this, I really just want to take a moment to thank you, whether you're finding me for the first time today, or you've been here since the beginning or somewhere along the journey, and you have continued to listen into the episodes that drop every actually secretly Sunday at 1111, though we advertise them on Mondays. Um, I just want to thank you because this podcast would not be what it is today without your participation, without your feedback, without you needing help in your life, in this world that we live. And this was all created because I one day had this baffled understanding that I couldn't believe we didn't know that we were intuitive beings. That we have all been led to believe that only certain people are special and psychic. When that's not true at all, we all are. We all have a consciousness. We all can expand and contract our energy through thoughts alone. We all have these incredibly unique gifted abilities that come with us to this earth so that we can find them and discover them and reactivate them. And so I just want to take a moment to thank you for being here with me along this journey for all your feedback, for all your reviews, everything. And if you haven't had an opportunity to leave a review, please, I would love for you to go and do so. It just helps other people be able to have this, this podcast, (laughs) there we go, show up in their podcast list. The more reviews, the more people interacting with it. It works the same way as social media. So thank you. I would also love to hear from you, you can reach out to me on Instagram, what is something that you have really loved hearing me talk about, and what is something that you would really love hearing me talk about more? I want to, though this is tailored to helping people expand their consciousness and go through an ascension and really help assist light leaders in becoming more confident and competent in what they're doing, I also want to include things that may already be on the list of what's coming um, for conversational pieces in this experience. So I'd love to hear from you. So in the last, over the last 100 episodes, I have really found a whole new level of understanding when it comes to self-worth. I have found a passion a dedication, new habits, new commitments, a new level of meaning for what life is really all about. And that will only continue as we grow to 500 episodes and 1,000 episodes and 2,000 episodes and so on and so forth. Because what happens when you put yourself out into the world, genuinely you, podcast or not, just genuinely you, you learn so much more about the world around you But what you learn most importantly is what you actually want to experience and what you actually want to be, who you actually want to be, who you actually are. And because you start to pull back into you and you go through the healing and you grow through the healing and you adjust and you adapt as we are humans. This is what we do naturally. We adjust and we adapt to our experiences and our climates and our environments But what happens when we start to heal and we start to find ourselves is we no longer just adjust to the environment we're in. We actually create the environment we're in. And over these last 100 episodes, it has been an absolute evolution for me in just a moment of self-reflection of how much I have completely created the environments that I'm in every single place that I go. From the people that I surround myself to the life that I live to my relationship with my husband and the people who mean something to me in my life, to the people and the places and the environments that I will not subject myself to, the types of conversations that I will no longer allow myself to just nod my head and say, oh, yes, yes, will no longer allow that to happen. And not because I am righteous in who I am, but because I know who I am. And there's a difference. I am always compassionately willing to sit down and listen to someone and what they have to say and share and their point of views and all the things without judgment. But when that conversation turns to now a projection of what they expect me to do, nope. No thank you. Not available for that anymore. I'm not available to conform to these narratives being projected on us in this world. I'm going to link in the show notes, a Instagram live video that I did that you can check out all about this and why I talk about this is because it has been the reason why I can see beyond the illusions and the agendas of what's really going on in the world right now, maybe not to the entire spectrum of it because there's a multitude of layers. It's in every industry area, experience of life. Right, and dependent upon what your focus is in your life, is where you're most affected by the agendas rolling out at this time. It's in our food, med- our food industries, our medical industries, our civil industries, our law industries, it's in our entertainment, it's in our government, it's in everywhere, right? And what do I mean by that? I mean the, uh, the corrupt agendas that are rolling out to suppress the human nature which is an intuitively expansive, conscious, unprogrammable nature. So these systems are designed to suppress you into conformity, because when you conform, you listen. Just like when you go through school, one of the main things that you're conditioned to to learn to do is to sit down, shut up, and stare at the authority. Well, if you're anyone like me who went through school, where the majority of the time you were actually kicked out of class for asking questions that the teacher either didn't know how to answer or didn't want to answer because it challenged the narrative then you definitely understand what I mean. And when we grow as a sovereign being, and I'm not necessarily even talking on a collective level right now, I'm talking at an individual level, you become sovereign in not having stress over money, not having stress over your health, not having stress over your relationships, not having stress over whatever else stresses you out in your life but you actually start to look at the truth and the self-accountability of how you're influencing and you are creating that very reality and you start to allow that fateful truth that you don't want to acknowledge, that you've suppressed within your system, that is causing energy leaks and attracting more of that disempowerment in other areas of your life. When you start to look at that truth, you start to realize that you equally have an option, you're equally in control. And what's so fascinating about that is... That comes with challenge and that comes with adversity because you're going to, once you know differently, you can't unknow it. You can ignore it, but you're just being ignorant to it, right? And when you start to really look at that and you start to really make the changes and you really start to advocate for yourself, whether it's to your spouse, whether it's to your parents, whether it's honestly just ultimately to yourself, you start to realize that, okay, I'm the only one who's going to dig myself out of this hole. And what you come to realize is that there's more. There's more than just what you're conforming to. There's more than just saying, well, the mask doesn't bother me, so, I, you know, whatever. No, that's con- that's conforming. Okay? If you genuinely feel like it protects you and you want to wear it, by all means. If you're doing it because it's a meh or you're doing it and you don't like it, that's conforming. Okay? Because there's always options. We just have to be willing to put down our phones and stop scrolling at the end of the day or scrolling in the middle of the day or scrolling at the beginning of the day and actually start formulating positive habits and behaviors and routines and practices for ourselves. That might mean in the middle of the day when you're typically scrolling for 45 minutes on your lunch break that you actually decide to call the human rights lawyer and you take up that 10 to 20 minutes of free consultation time and start asking questions. That might mean that at the end of the day, you download the Human Rights Act based on your province or your territory or your state and you start reading through it. You might not understand all the legal jargon, but at least you can start to get an understanding of where what's happening right now is actually very illegal. And then you can start ad- advocating and um, and uh, educating maybe even others in your environment that don't understand that they have a choice because this stops when we stop it. And how this all is relevant to these hundred episodes of this podcast is if you were with me from the beginning, you know that the podcast was called Your Lovely Intuition. And it was your lovely intuition because the only way to be able to live as yourself was to learn to love yourself. And your intuition is a byproduct. The clarity of your intuition, the downloads from your intuition is a byproduct of learning to love yourself. And it became the Riley June show when I started to actually just merge all areas of me. When I started to say that I don't need a title or a definition to explain me, I don't need anything other than my name to tell someone who, they, who I am to them. And I know this to be true because when I teach people about intuition, I teach them that the only thing you need to know about anybody's energy outside of staring at them physically or being around them physically is their name. Your name holds the key, the information, the answers, the understandings, the everything to who you are as a being, not who you are as a human. Your human is a, is a compilation of personalities, beliefs and ideologies and actions and behaviors and patterns and all those things. Your being is sovereign at the core. Your being knows that there is options and there is choices. That's what you learn to tap into when you heal and you learn about your intuition, how you operate and can work within your intuitive abilities. That might not mean you build an online business and become a psychic medium. That might mean just as a stay-at-home mom or as a nurse, that you start actually applying those intuitive downloads that you're already getting of what you should do or what you can say or where you should go or what you should get and start actually just doing that instead of following by a conformative narrative of what others said that you should do. Your intuition will always guide you. So what I've learned about myself in these last 100 episodes is that I am no longer available and I haven't been for a while To conform to the projected narratives of what someone else tells me needs to be true. I will determine what needs to be true for me. That's the only way that I will figure it out is if I sit down and I think about is this true for me and decide for myself. Because when you're not doing that and you're letting your employer or your parents or your spouse or your friends or maybe that's even you doing this to others right? Let's be honest. There will be some of us who are doing this to others. Maybe we're not aware of it at this time, but that's why you come here because you want to learn. You want to grow. You want to develop. You want to become even more of that sovereign being that you are beyond the personalities and the wounds. We get to start coming back to critical thinking. We get to start actually deciding that uh, just because that person tells me I have to do that doesn't mean that I actually do. Even when you have a gun up to the back of your head, that doesn't mean you don't have choices. You do. You might not like the choices, but that doesn't mean you don't have choices. We always have choices. We were granted free will by God. We got here, we came here, and we were given the duality of light and dark, good and bad, and we were given the choice, the free will, to make our own decisions through those choices. But we forgot that. We forgot that because we became so plugged into pleasing what Aunt Susan needs us to do or what Joe, the employer, needs us to do, that we started diluting who we are, what we want, what our dreams are, and we started scrolling to mind out the guilt and the shame that we feel because we're not doing something different with our lives. You don't have to change your life overnight. But we do get to start looking at where we are being complacent in our lives. Because if not, we fuel more of that complacency and that conformity in other areas and it puts us into deeper ruts and darker spaces. We have the choice to not be in darker spaces. That doesn't make it easy. But the truth will always challenge you because it leads you to setting yourself free. The truth doesn't set you free. The truth challenges you to allow yourself to set yourself free. If you're willing to show up and do the work. It's, this isn't a black and white thing. Like you make this choice, you make this decision, you do this, these five things. That's not how life works. Life is an adventure of you learning new territories of different maps of dreams and goals that you strive for and you desire to achieve. Life is about continuously seeking things that are fuck yeses all the way through. If you have kids in your car, I apologize. <laughs> the hardest no to understand is the one that's on the edge of a yes. It's on the edge of a fuck yes. So for me, I'll use this example. I absolutely love cats. If someone were to come to me and say, I need you to take my cat. Absolutely. Okay. I wouldn't be always allowed to do that. I would have a lot of cats. But you know what I mean? Like, if I see a cat, that is a full body fuck yes for me. Okay? That's my quirky weird thing about me. It's not even weird. I know I'm not the only one who loves cats. Might be the only one who loves them this much, but... That's for another story, (laughs) right? So I know what that feeling of a full body yes is. So when I am setting goals and dreams and I'm aspiring to achieve them and I'm motivating myself and I'm formulating new behaviors and patterns and beliefs and experiences that lead me to that full body yes inevitably... The journey of getting there might be challenging but I know that where I'm going is because there is something so intrinsically driven within me that I know I want to achieve that I know I want to experience that I want I know I want to have that but a lot of us are doing things that are not even anywhere close to a full body fuck yes and we're just hoping for the best case scenario We're hoping for daddy government to save us. We're hoping for a man to sweep into our lives and help pay for us. We're hoping to all of a sudden manifest the million dollar lottery check that we don't do any work surrounding the mentality of abundance. So we're just literally paying into the system, fueling old behaviors and patterns of lack thereof and, and unworthiness, right? Some of us are doing that. And I say that and share that with you because I used to do that. So what I share with you is not something that I am projecting a narrative onto you. It's a self-reflection that I have gone through, that I have healed, that I have the awareness surrounding now. This is how I help my clients go deeper because I am willing to look at myself in all circumstances with self-accountability of where I'm creating that reality before in all anything else. And that's what you are here to learn for yourself in this podcast. In my work, in my content, in my courses, in my coaching. Because I know that you are worthy of greatness. I know. I've seen and I feel the soul. I get choked up because there's so much love that exudes from this space. I don't know if that's a word. I'm going to coin it. That expands from this space that you can't help but to want more and to express more of that and to be engulfed in more of that, so much so that the passion and the love and the excitement is worthy of your time and your challenge and your attention. But it can't come through until we start looking at where we are conforming and not genuinely being you. Let me paint a scenario for you. There's someone in my life So I know this to be true, who, depending upon who they're around, they are a different version of themselves. They're a different version of the people, or they're a different version of themselves when they're at work, when they're around different family members, all different types of family members, in different conversations, at different places, they're a different person. And it shows up in incredibly stressful circumstances, in health factors, in money factors, in personal relationship factors, because they're always conforming based on the energy of where they're around. So depending on who else is involved in that experience of that area of their life, they're conforming to a narrative and it causes this person so much stress, so much stress and health issues, circumstances that are unideal but this person equally creates it. And I don't say this because I'm judging them. I say this because I can see what their soul is trying to show them, but they are not seeing for themselves. This is some deep level of healing this person is being invited to start and to begin and to dive into, that they're equally ignoring for themselves. But I don't judge them because I know that everything happens on due time when you allow yourself to be more accountable we all have areas in our life where we can improve. We all have areas where we get to do and do more healing and really look at where we're experiencing it. And you would be extremely overwhelmed to attempt to look at all those areas at once. This is why I say one degree shifts at a time. Pick one area of your life where you are conforming, where you're not genuinely being you, where you're doing things that you don't want to do and start looking at a bigger picture. What do you want? We typically tend to focus on what we don't want. But what that does is it actually creates more of what we don't want because we're focusing on what we don't want. Okay, one of the first things that you go through when you go through any level of healing is looking at and thinking about what you do in fact want in your life. Because if you don't know what you want in your life, then you have nothing to compare what you don't want in your life to. It's just a series of I don't wants, but then fueling the same things that you don't want because you aren't looking at what you actually do want. Or you know what you want but you don't feel worthy of you want, so you continue to focus on what you don't want but seemingly still attracting what you don't want. Okay? So As you're growing into yourself, as you're continuing to commit to your journey and your healing and the direction that you're going in your life, you have to be willing to look at yourself, to look at how you're creating every single thing in your life. You are not responsible for other people's narratives. And in relationships, you're not responsible for what the other person perceives to be true. It is about a union. You should actually have differences of opinions. You should actually have differences of opinions in a relationship. Because if you are on the same page with everything, that person is no more than a carbon copy of you and you of them, though you may share different DNA, right? And so there's not enough or as much challenge in that space there's not necessarily as much growth in that space and what you come to find in relationships where that person is almost the exact same as you is that when you start going through your own healing and you start looking at yourself and you start being more responsible that that person is immediately triggered by that in your life and then now you face the unworthiness and the rejection of that person being very challenged by what you're doing because they are literally mirroring the same energy as you right and i'm not saying leave your partner If you have a relationship that's like that, but what I am saying is that as you continue to grow into yourself, into new levels and layers of you and have a partner that way, you may be triggering them. You will trigger them. You will trigger them, but it is their responsibility to do that work for themselves. You can invite them to come along. You can share with them what you're doing. You can let them know how it's transpiring for you and what's coming through and all of the ways that it's working but they're ultimately going to only be motivated by themselves. The benefit is that the ripple effect of change that you're creating within yourself is equally challenging them now to have to look at themselves, whether they choose to want to do that or not. They can play ignorant to it, meaning that they just don't look at it and they pretend that you're doing something wrong to them. Their nervous system is being stimulated. They're feeling attacked because your vibration isn't the same as theirs. They might not mentally understand that, but that's what's happening energetically. But what's so beautiful is because you're not actually attacking them and you are actually just showing up more genuinely as yourself, that they are now having an opportunity to look at themselves. And because you're sharing openly and inviting them into these spaces of the things that you're doing and and they're being able to see your confidence radiating and the decisions that you're making, that they're not going to be able to see things in a different way because they're equally seeing what's happening around them. And so that's going to carry over impactfully in other areas of different situations and scenarios that they are then placed in, right? To the point where they they will then either start doing the work or it comes to the point where they go so much more downhill and then there's more decisions that get to be made. Again, none of these being right or wrong. It's just who do you want to be at the end of your life? And I really sat with that a few months ago and I thought, Who do I want to be? Not necessarily what do I want to be known for, but who do I want to be? What type of life do I want to be reflecting on on my deathbed and thinking about when it comes to the end of my days? Because inevitably we're all going to die. It's a cycle of life, right? I know it's morbid, but like that's also the truth. So it's a challenge. The truth is a challenge to you to help you set yourself free. So who do I want to be at the end of my life? And I sat down and I thought about this and I want to be someone. I am someone. I'm not gonna wait till the end of my life to become this person. I'm going to be this person now who is genuinely me in all areas all the way through and will always be self-accountable to everything that's around me. That means there will be times where I have to check myself. Great. I am open, willing, and welcoming those experiences because when I get to check myself, there's more growth in it. And that makes me excited because more growth And more opportunities to check myself is only leading to more opportunities of expansion and abundance and healing and awareness and positive influences and experiences flowing into my life. So I'm here for it. I'm here for it now. And I'm not going to wait till I'm 60, 70, 80, 90, maybe living past 100 to have that, to say that. I'm going to do that right now. I turn 30 in five months. And I'll be damned if I cross into another decade or even just another year in my life, another day in my life where I am having to be someone different depending upon who I'm around. No, thank you. Nope. Does that make it easy? No. Is that going to cause confrontations? Yep. Is that going to be challenging? Absolutely. But like I said, I'll be damned if I live a life where I have to be what someone else needs me to be for their own projections and wounds. No, thank you. And that's equally what you learn how to do here in this space is to question things, to question yourself, is to question the life that you live, to dream bigger, to be bolder, to take those actions and those steps. Because without that, who are you? Who are you really? Ultimately, you're a compilation of what everybody else wants you to be. That's just the truth. And having self-accountability and doing the healing and showing up for the practice, even when you don't want to, and looking at the behaviors and checking the people you're around. One of the things that's talked about often in the personal development community is you are the byproduct of the five people you surround yourself with. Okay. So who are those five people in your life? who are ultimately those five people that you communicate with with relatively often. And you can figure out very quickly how you are around certain people and who you are because of those people. So if you have five people around you who complain about money, who struggle with money, who struggle with health, who struggle with whatever it is, you're likely going to come to find in reflection that you struggle with the exact same things. And if... Everyone around you likes you. You're definitely not being genuinely you. Because you should be able to have people in your life who hold a difference of opinion, who love you because you are you. And you can equally compassionately settle with, well, that's okay. We agree to disagree. Because you don't need to be right. You're not righteous in who you genuinely are. You just are who you genuinely are and you're accepting of that. And others are genuinely accepting of that. We have so much opportunity as beings in this world holding human identities that we create narratives and stories around everything in our life that create the personal reality in which we live. Imagine what would happen if you started telling yourself that you were rich, you were wealthy and you were grateful and you stood up and you advocate for yourself and your life and you take charge and control not necessarily in an extroverted way, not all of us are extroverted, but even in an introverted way with the boundaries that you uphold for yourself, the conversations you're no longer available to have. You're no longer available to go and have coffee with friends who sit down and complain about their money the whole time or their shitty job. And you equally are not available to do that too. You start to change. You start to change internally Because your energy, you're shaking up the vibration, the automatic response, the automatic way of being that you have always been and saying that there is something different that I'm going to do now. And through thought alone, activating through your speech, moving through the actions that you take physically, changing the cellular structure, the way that your brain wires and fires the neurological circuitry system that operates the entire experience of your personal reality. You shift that because you start deciding to go forward with what you want versus what you don't want. And this is what I've learned about myself in a hundred episodes. The other thing that I've learned, most importantly, is that nobody's coming to save you. Even Jesus, he's not coming to save you. The relationship you build with Jesus is yours to build. He is always there accepting and loving, holding you to mercy and justice, presenting you with the opportunity of everlasting life on the other side, but you have to be willing to check yourself and to build that relationship and build that faith and build that connection. One of the things that a lot of people come to me for is because they've lost a faith. They've lost faith in themselves, let alone life, let alone something bigger. And they want to trust. They want to be able to trust themselves. That's like one of the number one things that people fill out on their form when they sign up for mentoring. They want to be able to trust themselves. You can't trust yourself if you don't have faith, faith because faith and trust are rooted in the exact same energy. And that's miracles and options and opportunity and choice. In order to trust yourself, you have to understand that you have a choice. You have to understand that you have a choice to trust yourself. And there's a part of you, there's an identity that you have conformed to that has told you that you're not trustworthy or that you are carrying guilt or shame that has built up on the identity that you're not trustworthy, whether that be something programmed because of what you've witnessed or who you've grown up around or that being actions that you have taken that have created that idea, that belief. So when you realize you have a choice to trust yourself, well, now the doors are wide open. Because there's options and there's opportunities that you weren't seeing before. So you seek and you learn and you do better because you understand that there's better. And consistency is the only thing that's going to get you to where you want to be. These 100 episodes didn't form themselves. I had to show up week after week, even when there were times where I didn't want to do an episode. Every single episode. I have never repurposed an episode. And I'm not going to say that that's not going to happen in the future, But every episode that is on this list up until now has been something completely unique because I showed up because I wanted to build this. I wanted to create the results that I desire. I want to have a million downloads for a podcast where people can come here and they can learn and they can reflect and they can have access to essentially what I do in coaching sessions because there's no reason why we can't have and achieve and experience what we want. I literally built my business with negative $250 in my bank account on a good day with no credit cards that I could extend their limits because I was maxed out and my credit score was shit. And I had no way to get loans because of that said credit score and then not being able to work. So I didn't have necessarily a job when my husband was dying to be able to provide, yeah, I'm worthy of this loan. I had to build everything off of free resources, off five-day free trainings and um, investing wherever I could or listening to podcasts and taking notes. I had to do that because I wanted something. I didn't always like it. I didn't always like the early mornings or late nights. I didn't always like it, but I wanted something so much so that I continued to learn how to show up. I didn't take a course to teach me how to build a podcast. I listen to, ep- to podcast episodes on how to build a podcast and I watch YouTube videos to figure out how to do it. Right. And so that means that you get to do the same thing. And when I became self-sustainable in a lot of what I was doing, then I continued to learn to turn around and invest my money because I wanted my money to work for me versus me working for my money. And so I learned how to build out my business with courses and trainings and group experiences and memberships so that there was even more options available for me and ways to earn an income and a, and, um, uh, revenue, as well as that I could provide for other people, different options at different price points to learn wherever they needed to be. Like the membership, $22 a month. There's no excuse for why you can't heal, especially if you're spending that $20 on Netflix, right? If you really want something that badly, you will find a way to do it. You can find a way to do it. And that doesn't mean that it doesn't come with challenges, Life should be challenging. We've been fed this idea because of highlight reels on social media that life should be glorious and rainbows and sunshines and butterflies 24-7, and that's false. It's actually a false representation of reality because if you unplug from social media and you go into your reality, you're like, oh, shit, I got things to deal with, right? And so we think that when things don't feel right or don't feel good that we're doing something wrong, and that's not true. Actually, when things don't feel right and things don't feel good, there's a mirrored experience right now where you are getting invited to be more accountable for you. You're being invited to face a challenge because whether we like it or not, the challenge is already at our doorstep. So what do you want to reflect back on at the end of your life? Who are you willing to become now? Instead of waiting for daddy government to save you or somebody to show up with a check to save you or the lottery to save you, I am here to save myself. And I realize that I also equally don't need saving because I can create whatever I want myself. And I can surround myself in environments with like-minded people or people who are where I want to be and I can build and I can grow and I can heal and I can learn and I can be more accountable and I can take better actions. And that's what I'm willing to make a pact to myself to do every single day. And if not for me, for my kids and the future generations, because you are a byproduct of your parents. And until you do your own healing and figure out who you genuinely are at your core, you are a byproduct of everyone else around you every single time, even with your children. If you have more than one kids, more than one kid you know that they have unique personalities. They're individuals to themselves. But yet we blanket our kids and treat them as one based on our expectations and um, and who we have adopted ourselves to be based on how we were taught. Right? But that's not necessarily the case. And we get to do better and learn better and grow and help our kids to become who they are as sovereign beings, not the human personality that other people want them to be. I don't show my kids specific careers. We educate them on different things that are happening in the world, positive, negative. We talk about charities. We talk about water. We talk about the foods that we eat. We talk about the animals we have. We talk about self-sustainable living and different ways of doing things and how to think about things. And my children are so incredible at the way that they build things. They all build things very differently. Charlotte is really good at thinking of all different ways of how you can take basically scraps of stuff from around the yard and you can build forts, so you can attach cars and wagons together. Philip's really good at building structures. He needs even materials so he can build structures where Charlotte will just take anything and use it. Claire is really good at putting things together and she's only two doing puzzles, right? Like, so I want to help them build on those experiences because that is ways that they're already expressing their own individuality. And it's a disservice for me as their parent to overlook that and to not help them to express that in other ways because they came here for their own unique missions and their own unique purposes and exposing them to all these different things and truths and actually challenging them to get through the things they don't want to do because of a result, because of a goal that they want to achieve. That is going to help them. So if not for me, for them. If not for me, for future generations to come beyond them. But sometimes we have to start with just looking at ourselves. So, welcome to 100 episodes. I'm going to be switching gears for the next few months. The Align and Ascend Mastermind Waitlist is open. If you are a light worker, a healer, you want to begin to start your light worker healing business, create that self sovereignty. You have a mission, you have a goal to help other people in this world heal. Or you are someone who already has one, but you're not seeing the consistency and the sustainability that you desire to have. This mastermind is for those who are not and desire to make five to six figures a year. I didn't get to multiple five figures a month, to multiple six figures a year, by just hoping someone saves me. And your goal might be something different, but for the next few months, this podcast is going to be tailored to those of you, business tips, spiritual alignment tips, building your offers, um, reflective questions to walk you into becoming more confident and competent in what you're doing, talking about ethics and standards of this industry that we get to set, that I teach my clients how to set within their business structures. So we're going to be switching the gears here. Perfect timing for the next few months. So the waitlist is open if you want to get first um, access to the application. I'm only accepting 20 people into this next round, so everyone can have a tailored experience full of intention to support wherever they're at in their growth. I have supported um, people who have just all they know is how to how to play with their tarot cards or their oracle cards for themselves. And they have grown into developing brands that they are proud of, receiving clients, and so many more things available for them to implement as they grow and they get comfortable in what they're doing. So I am excited for this next venture. So the waitlist is open to get your name on it if you want access to those applications. It is a high four-figure investment to be a part of this. So this gives you time to start planning. If it's something that you are feeling called to be a part of, this will be the third round. I'm so excited about this, and then we begin February 2nd, 2022, which I believe is a Thursday. 02022022. No better time, no better sign to surrender, and to put your head down and get to work. Work is not a bad word. We have the responsibility to our soul to figure it out, to do it. So if you are someone who is ready to scale your impact in this globe and be massively compensated for that, get your name on the wait list so you can have access 72 hours before the rest of social media to be able to apply for that space. I hope this episode supported you today. I'd encourage you to even go back through it to write write down some notes and reflective questions that we talked about. Ultimately, the reflective question of who are you genuinely and where are you conforming to other people's narratives in your reality. That's a really beautiful place to start. All right. I love you. Don't forget to find the magic in today and I will see you next week. Hey, before you go, I wanted to take a moment to just thank you so much for tuning in with me each and every week. If you weren't already aware, new episodes drop on Mondays. If you could please be so kind as to screenshot this episode, tag me on Instagram at Riley June with your biggest takeaway, or if you know someone who could really use the insight and guidance provided to you in this session today. I would love for you to go ahead and share this directly to them. I look forward to continuing to bring you insight, guidance, and self-mastery activation tools that you can implement into your life now to truly evolve and become the divine expander that you are. All right. I cannot wait to chat with you soon. And remember, don't forget to go and find the magic in today.